Welcome to the podcast for Epworth United Methodist Church in Berkeley, California. I'm Pastor Kristen Stone King. Our mission at Epworth is to live out God's love for all. We strengthen our faith as we worship, study, develop a creative, supportive community, and serve others. Together, we encourage each other, challenge each other, and welcome all people on their journey of faith. We are a reconciling congregation, meaning that persons of all sexual orientations and gender identities are welcomed to help transform our church and our world into the full expression of Christ's inclusive love. We are a sanctuary church advocating for the rights and dignity of immigrants, and we stand in solidarity with the movement for Black Lives.
podcast blends a taste of the music that we experience here in worship on Sunday mornings, along with a scripture reading and a message. Lord, I want to be a Christian in my heart, in my heart. Lord, I want to be a Christian in my heart, in my heart, in my heart. Lord, I want to be a Christian in my heart. I want to be more holy in my heart, in my heart, Lord, I want to be more holy in my heart, in my heart, in my heart, Lord, I want to be more holy in my heart. The scripture reading this morning is from Ephesians chapter 4, verses 25 through chapter 5, verse 2. So then, putting away falsehood, let all of us speak the truth to our neighbors, for we are members of one another. Be angry, but do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger, and do not make room for the devil. Thieves must give up stealing. Rather, let them labor and work honestly with their own hands so as to have something to share with the needy. Let no evil talk come out of your mouths, but only what is useful for building up, as there is need, so that your words may give grace to those who hear. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, with which you were marked with a seal for the day of redemption. Put away from you all bitterness and wrath and anger and wrangling and slander, together with all malice. And be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ has forgiven you. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children and live in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Live in love. Lord, I want to be like Jesus in my heart. Come as strangers to the altar. For where love is, there is God. Come, you poor, you weak who falter. For where love is, there is God. Song and scripture went together, bound by faith in sacred word, sharing peace and consolation. For where love is, there is God. 
Let us each love one another. For where love is, there is God. And embrace as sister brother. For where love is, there is God. Heal our hurting, lift our spirits, cease our cold, contentious ways. Spread the grace of spread love, the grace of love. For where God is, there is God. Alleluia, alleluia. Praise the Lord. Alleluia, alleluia. For where love is, for where love is, there is Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our collective hearts be acceptable to you, our Lord and Savior. And not because of me, but in spite of me, let your people hear you. Amen. Good morning. I would like to give God praise for this day and the opportunity to be with you all and would also like to thank Pastor Kristen Stone King for blessing me with sharing her pulpit. It is truly a joy to be with you this morning and I am so grateful, so grateful to have been able to participate virtually in your journey this past 15 months and cheering your emerging and returning to in-person worship, but also bless to have learned through the amazing work you intentionally took on during these past 15 months. So for over 25 years, Jeffrey Arnett, who is a professor of the Department of Psychology at Clark University, is known as the originator of the term and theory he calls emerging adulthood which he describes as the phase between adolescence and young adulthood. In his many interviews, what he found amongst the group of people of this particular group of folks was a common theme of perceived feeling in between. Of notable interest is his assertion that this trend resulted in the US from social and and economic changes and seeks to urge others to continue to explore the ways of life and paths of progress for emerging adults. In reading what he identifies as the five features of emerging adults, it piqued my curiosity, especially during this period that we find ourselves where we're emerging from the complete shutdown of our daily lives that include daily activities and practices as a result of a global pandemic and reevaluating what life was pre-COVID on our way to what we desire most, post-COVID. And the five features of emerging adults as described by Arnett are identity exploration, instability, self-focus, 
feeling in between and possibilities. Don't worry, I'm not gonna go into an in-depth review of each of the steps as it relates to this age group that Arnett studies. However, I thought I would like to draw some parallel for our own evaluation over our journey these past 15 months and our going forward. Looking at the last year, when the world around each of us came to a stop from our normal activities, we found ourselves in a very unstable time, and for various varying reasons, especially the social unrest and needed personal and social evaluation following the death of George Floyd and so many others that encouraged you to do some self-focused work. I must say how grateful I was to be part of Epworth's extended family that allowed me to take part in your journey of learning and self-awareness with the desire of understanding to make a change for myself and share what I learn with others. And so we arrive in this moment where I feel we're in that liminal space of in-between You've been emerging over this last month as you've returned to worship in the sanctuary. And while we are emerging, all of us are in different stages of comfort. Some excited to be in community, and yet some of us struggling, trying to regain comfort of feeling safe, to be in community again as much as we yearn for community because we were made to be with others where we find friendship and support for each other and for our neighbors. Doesn't help with that uncertainty to be in community when we hear the COVID cases rise and the announcement from health officials that went into effect this past Tuesday where seven Bay Area counties issued new health orders requiring indoor masking. Regardless of vaccination status and with limited exceptions that include preaching, all must wear face coverings in all indoor public settings, as well as our workplaces. In this morning's scripture from the letter of Paul to the people of Ephesus, the scriptures we heard read of from Ephesians 4.25 to chapter 5.2 was the Apostle Paul's way of speaking to the people who were new to the Christian faith and providing words of encouragement and guidelines for their new life as a people like us who choose to follow in the way of Jesus. There's a boldness in Paul's approach of directness to the people of Ephesus. And we know that Paul is passionate and doesn't mince words. However, there is also a deep relationship with the Ephesians because Paul spent three years in community with them. And so we know then that he loves them and has helped them develop and grow in their faith. And as a result of spending that time with him, he cares for them deeply and wants to nurture their journey of faith. But at the same time, Paul knows the challenge of daily living. When there is uncertainty or challenges arise which can make people anxious, fearful, distressful, and bad behaviors can get out of hand if not addressed. So we hear of the guidelines that Paul is, is giving the Ephesians, the reminders to help them live and more importantly, grow together. Earlier, 
earlier in this morning's scripture, earlier from then, in verses 14 and 15 of chapter 4, he tells them, we will no longer be babies in the faith. We won't be like ships tossed around by the waves. We won't be blown here and there by every new teaching. We won't be blown around by cleverness and tricks. This is important because certain people use their teachings to hide their personal agendas and ideas. But Paul says, instead, we will speak the truth in love. So we will grow up in every way to become in the body of Christ, where Christ is the head of the body. For me, that means that the love that Jesus model and invites us to live into it is the goal of that daily living. Key is verse 15, the reminder that some of us may be good in speaking and addressing the truth, but we may neglect to be loving. And some of us are good at being loving in our speaking, but we struggle with addressing things truthfully or directly when the truth is hard to deliver. What Paul is reminding us is to do both. Speak the truth and do so in a loving manner. It is a both and instead of the easy option of doing just one, where it can be devastating or coated with so much sugar that the right message is not received. With that backdrop, we hear this morning's scripture of Paul's guidelines for being together in a community that cares for the other means we are honest with each other and extend grace for the other. While I'm sure this is definitely not the case for the Epworth family here, Right? The Apostle Paul acknowledges that being in community will mean there are times that we're in disagreement with one another. Paul is saying when that happens, the care and love we have for each other helps us not to hold on to that anger, that irritation, that frustration. The words from verse 26 acknowledges this, that it is okay and healthy, healthy to feel and acknowledge anger but do not let the sun go down on your anger. The reminder that prolonged anger causes harm to ourselves, those we care for, those around us, those we want to be with. Paul further says in verses 31 to 32, put away from you all the bitterness and wrath and anger and wrangling and slander to get together with all malice and be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ has forgiven you, has forgiven me. Paul was reminding that it is important to acknowledge our feelings, but not to let those feelings guide our actions. Then he speaks directly to how we can get past those feelings of anger, frustration, irritation, with care for each other. We understand the meaning of the words to be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, but it is a process of intentional work, and it is not mastered immediately, right? The process of refining of what some may refer as purification or making a change. It reminds me of the purification process for gold, something that is so beautiful, something that I also enjoy and admire seeing on others or in different ways. 
While there are a range of scientific and technical, technological ways gold can be purified, refining ore in a rock as a result of mining for gold goes through a process known as a trial by fire at a refinery where it is reliquified in a super, super hot furnace that eventually leads to the separation of the gold from impurities and other metal traces. Paul's words to us this morning is the same as it was for the Ephesians, where in chapter 5, verses 1 and 2, we are invited to be full of love for others and live in love as Christ loved us. It's not always easy, but we can acknowledge the anger, irritation, pain, and frustration, and still choose to lead with love. When we're able to do that, we're able to do things that we had not considered possible because we are then motivated by love. And that, that is what I have experienced and come to know about you, my Epworth family, the way you care about each other and care beyond your doors. That is a gift to be able to put aside our feelings, to come together as a group for a common good. Coming back to Professor Arnett's five features of emerging adults, which are, again, identity exploration, instability, self-focus, feeling in between, and possibilities. I want to close with looking at the last feature, possibilities. Over the last 15 months, you've done the heart work, that deep heart work, of self-focus and understanding ourselves and the other more. I believe it is in the possibilities is where we are in this moment. The opportunity to draw the circle even wider, to be unbounded by the limitations of the past. You, God's beloved Epworth community, have continued to change your thought process by not being constrained but what is lacking, and instead lean into your faith to make space in time, your talents and resources to journey with others. You dreamed space for community, and a building fund was developed and executed on. You dreamed and elevated a help with accessibility challenges, and work is underway. You care for those that need accompaniment, and you made space even if not all agreed, but you did and helped others. There's fires range, raging and so harmful for all living creatures and people in Dixie and Greenville where our neighbors need help with prayers for all as well as our emergency responders. They need prayers, support, please help. In this time of possibilities, when we are coming out, albeit slowly, from a global pandemic, my prayer and ask of you is to embrace the exciting opportunity to, to be unbound by the limitations or hesitations of the past. Dream a bigger dream, and yes, acknowledge the limitations, but then continue to do the refining work to move past them. Do not be constrained by the thought of the past, but instead continue to focus. Focus on what is needed to achieve that vision.
Continue to be bold in your faith journey and help others do the same. Be unbounded by the past. And when the first reaction is, no, we can't do that because, do not be discouraged. Be unconstrained by the thoughts of the past and, and challenge yourself to choose to continue to lean into God's lore. His Lord who dream a bigger dream for this community and the faith impact that you all bring because of your love for others. Don't let the lessons of the last 15 months be wasted. Embrace the possibilities where hopefulness reigns. You have the capacity, understanding, and ability to do so. And please, please share your best practices with the rest of us. May God continue to bless you abundantly. Amen. podcast for Epworth United Methodist Church in Berkeley, California.
wherever you're located, we'd love for you to take a next step in growing in faith in this community. Our online worship is at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings on Facebook, YouTube, and on our website at epworthberkeley.org. Or you can fill out an online connect card at epworthberkeley.org backslash connect. Have a great week. The blood that Jesus shed for me Way back on Calvary The blood that gives me strength From day to day It will never lose its power It reaches to the highest mountain It flows to the lowest valley, oh yes. The blood that gives me strength from day to day, it will never lose its power. It soothes my doubts and Comes my fears And it dries all my tears All the blood that gives me strength From day to day It will never lose its power Oh, it reaches highest mountain Oh, and it flows to the lowest valley Oh, yes, the blood that gives me strength From day to day It will never, no, never lose its power Oh, it reaches to the highest mountain. Oh, and it flows to the lowest valley. Oh, yes, the blood that gives me strength from day to day. It will never is power no 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 it will never never lose is power no 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 it will never never lose lose it power